Hi, this is Melody. And this is Shannon. And you are listening to the NPOMG podcast. OMG, OMG. <laughs> hey, Melody, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Yeah. Don't yeah. do it. What? Don't <laughs> ask me about my week. I'm going to definitely ask you about your week. I want to know. I want to know what's going on with you. This is a really strange week. I had to fire a client this week. All right. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's that is a thing. not a good thing. Um, it was very difficult for me to do because I'd never done that before. Okay. And as an entrepreneur, you have to think about how that might impact yeah. your income. Yeah. But for my sanity, the sanity of my family, mm-hmm. um, I had to to dismiss, invite a client to not be on my client list yes. anymore. How did they take that? I don't need the full um, details. I'm just curious. They it was it was a very incredulous moment. Okay. It was wow. wait what? It was right. that, and I had to. I, this 2019 is a year of no explanation. Yes. So I'm not about to say well da da da. I'm not doing all of that. Yeah. I just don't think this is going to be the most conducive relationship. Okay. And here are other nonprofit consultants that may be able to help you. Oh well, that was good. I felt so good about myself after good. a couple of glasses of wine, yeah. but I felt but it was a it was a very nerve wracking couple of days to come to the final conclusion. Yeah. Um, so about Thursday, Friday, I started feeling a little more normal, mm-hmm. <laughs> but early this week, I was a mess. Yeah, it was yeah. horrible. So tell me about your week. <sighs> <laughs> My week. I will say this. I will say that. Um, if your organization is not cultivating inclusivity, mm-hmm. I don't want any parts of it. Oh, what does that mean? What does it, that mean? You know, you have to be intentional about being inclusive. Absolutely. Especially when you are a nonprofit and you're providing services or experiences for Absolutely. people. You have to consider everyone. Mm. And there is definitely some struggles with that. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, that's kind of what's my NPOMG moment. Like... Okay, we still have so much more work to do. Maybe that's a show for another day. I, let's I talk think so. about some intentional inclusivity. Yes, let's do it. With regards to yep. human service, service-oriented organizations Absolutely. in this community. Absolutely. That's another <laughs> one. Write that one down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, today, yes, we I'm have, I'm super excited, we have the pleasure of having a fantastic New Yorker come Charlotte, <laughs> Queen City, Charlottean. I mean, that's how we do. Yeah, so. y'all are invading, <laughs> invading. We have the fantastic and fabulous Janelle Logan Yay. with us. Thank you. Miss Janelle is an independent curator and an arts advocate dedicated to supporting artists, transforming communities, and creating accessible creative spaces, mm. which we all need. Accessible. Accessible. Um, she's also the executive director of the League of Creative Interventionists, mm-hmm. and that's an organization that is based in San Francisco, and it helps to build a national network of artists and community partners, which are invested in the creative creativity to to transform communities from within. So that is huge work. Ms. Janelle, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. No problem. No problem. So first of all, I love the name. Like I am a, you know, comic book buff a little bit. So like League of Creative (laughs) Interventionists. I I was like, yes. Superheroes. We love it. So tell us, um, share with us a little bit about your nonprofit journey. Where did it begin? What drew you to the work? Well, it's funny. I have been in nonprofits forever. Mm. Um, 
and I don't know anything different, I guess. Yeah, nice. So when I actually started, I started working in museums. I've been in museums for most of my career. Okay. And started in high school. Oh, wow. So my aunt was an artist. She had taken me to museums all the time. Um, nice. I didn't realize. I grew up in Harlem. Okay. Um, and <laughs> didn't have realize. to talk about that. I know. That. Yes. <laughs> right? So I didn't realize that other kids that looked like me weren't going to museums. Oh, ah, okay. And so in high school... Um, I did an internship at the Met, the Metropolitan mm. Museum of Art, and we were kind of working with camp groups, and that's when we realized, or when I realized, that people really didn't have access like I had, and that was intentional, right? My okay. aunt built that mm -hmm. sense of ownership for me. Mm. And so I was just like, oh, well, this is easy. This is going to be my mission because, mm -hmm. I, you know, adults would think that the museum was a bank or a post office mm. or that they couldn't Whoa. come in. Okay. And so I was just like, okay, so what I need to do with my life, my investment in arts and education, and is to really build access mm -hmm. points for people to know that all of this belongs to all of us. Now, yes. was that in New York when yes. you discovered this journey? Yes. Okay, great. Um, and so I have been in museums in New York, in Charleston, and here. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so I just kind of continue to do that work. And, and it's an interesting, when we talk about, aha, my mm -hmm. OMG moment, <laughs> I'll, I'll hold that. But um, when we think about who owns culture, it mm -hmm. often excludes big kind of groups of people, mm -hmm. not just people of color, um, but it's kind of economic, mm -hmm. it's social. And so it really is, my mission has been and my journey has been to kind of transform that um, and to do it in ways that people can actually access it. Right. So. Good work. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that is superhero work. Uh, see, <laughs> I, I didn't wear my cape today. Oh, I should God. have. That Always wear the cape. <laughs> Always. So you are also an arts advocate. Um, yes. What challenges do you see in the arts sector? Well, I think inherently there's this like divide between how people see artists. They see them as kind of outside of yeah. everyone else. Mm -hmm. There's like that starving artist myth or like the crazy artist, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know a lot of artists and they might be a little, you know, <laughs> yeah. creative in a lot of ways, but it, everyone around you has the capacity be, to be creative. Right. And there are tons of artists that are among us in, in affecting our lives. And so this idea of kind of breaking down that boundary and, mm -hmm. and making sure that people aren't considered as separate. Yeah. Um, but then also really respecting artists and creatives as a professional. Yes. Right. right? Yes. So mm -hmm. like asking artists to constantly donate and, and yeah. you know, and thinking that exposure is enough is mm. not it. That's right. 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 So you have to advocate for people to get paid. Yes. Right. Um, even thinking about the ways that our communities are set up and are changing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, when we talk about affordable housing issues, it's not just um, people who, however, people want to frame the affordable housing argument. Mm -hmm. Right. right. Yep. There's right. a whole <laughs> lot of people that are excluded or included in that group. Yeah. And that includes artists. Mm -hmm. And so, how do we, I think in Charlotte um, in particular, as I am here, support artists and make sure that we have a creative, thriving city right. um, without them having to live outside of Charlotte. Right. right? Mm. Or uh, the fact is we know a lot of people who are leaving Charlotte. Yeah. So how do we keep our talent here, which really builds a vibrant um, 
international right city yeah so those are some of the things when we talk about being an advocate for artists that I'm really about Awesome. Uh, To your point, you said, um, you know, with with the work that you do about being an advocate and breaking down some of those barriers, but also finding the support Mm -hmm. here in Charlotte. um, A lot of people say that Charlotte does not have an arts scene. Mm -hmm. So what's your take on that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So Charlotte does have an art scene. Okay. I think. It is segmented in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's such a nice word for you to say. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And so people easily can kind of feel isolated or um, pushed into pockets. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're, they're not, it's difficult to kind of move out of one box and into another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's like, there, there is a scene, but if you are not of the right Right. scene, Mm -hmm. then you are really kind of relegated to the background. Mm. And that would need to change, really, mm-hmm. if we're really about supporting artists and, and, and enhancing voices and, yeah. and, you know, economic, all those things, economic mobility, all of mm-hmm. those things, right? Yeah. All of those elements are connected. Mm-hmm. And so is there a scene? Yeah, you can definitely, like, go see a play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more difficult for independent playwrights here than it is for, you know, a, a, a more established kind of production to come into Charlotte. So right. I think there, when we talk about the scene, right, yeah. are we supporting local incredible talent? Yeah. Wow. Or are they leaving and then having to kind of come back later on? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Are you seeing any any kind of... Um are you seeing any movement towards the fluidity and breaking some of that down? Are you just kind of, is it one of those things you can observe, but are we seeing baby steps to break some of that down? I think we are. Okay. And it's what is exciting about it is that it's happening with smaller institutions or Hmm. independent kind of organizations Mm -hmm. that are just like, okay, so let's kind of, you know, shift this needle a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. um, when we think about some of the co-working spaces, mm-hmm. they're supporting artists by placing residency spots in there, like mm-hmm. studio space yeah. and, and yeah. having an exhibition kind of schedule mm-hmm. so that artists that are traditionally excluded from the main museums or gallery spaces in, in Charlotte yeah. are able to, to be shown. There are a lot of collaborations happening kind of under, um, under the radar mm-hmm. between creatives. So you have... Um, kind of playwrights working with musicians working with visual artists yeah Yeah. so there is this energy and Mm -hmm. this action that is happening Mm -hmm. but it it really is um kind of in the ground and happening with people who are working independently which is Uh, exciting because the other thing is that it allows for a lot of um risk to be taken okay Mm -hmm. right so creative ideas that might not fit into a larger institution Right, are able to be explored in these smaller spaces. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so um, they're definitely baby steps. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. hoping they become kind of monster steps, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. And, and really start to transform the the cultural scene here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. So, League of Creative Interventionists. Yes. Mm-hmm. Explain. Tell us a little <laughs> bit more about it. <laughs> So it's an organization. It was founded by an artist. Mm-hmm. His name is Hunter Franks, and it's based in San Francisco. And um, it really started in order to support artists who are invested in doing some of the work we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. So like working in community, Mm -hmm. but in a way that is for and about and of community, not Mm -hmm. someone coming from outside and descending in and saying, okay, this is what we're going to do, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So, um, and it's great because there has been a conscious effort at the organization to say, we're going to support artists who are in the neighborhoods. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, that's And great. support via fellowships, mentorship, and training mm-hmm. to really think about how do you work with community? Yeah. What are some of the community issues? How do you create work? Mm-hmm. Um, that is a reflection of those challenges mm-hmm. and bring everybody along. So I like to say it's from the inside out yeah, because it really is empowering people. And, it, and it's great. Some of our um, artists have kind of come to me and been like, okay, so I'm like trying to work there with community and they're just like, no, we don't want to do this. And I'm just like, okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. So like you have to work through this, right? right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. let, let's develop that skill set. Yeah. Because it's, it's great to hear mm-hmm. that people have taken enough ownership mm-hmm. of their spaces and of the project to push back. Because frequently, kind of coming from these other institutions and these other spaces, you see that there's a li- there's resistance yeah. to mm-hmm. resistance yep. mm-hmm. because they don't feel empowered to do so. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I'm like, y'all gonna have to work that out. Yeah. You know, that's a great thing for me. Like I think that's exactly where we need to be. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so even though we're based in San Francisco, it's a national program. Mm-hmm. So there's a chapter here in Charlotte, and you have four artists who are fellows who are um, doing community-based projects. Um, We have a chapter in Akron, Ohio. Oh, nice. We're looking at... Charleston, South Carolina, Ooh, to launch one be a soon. Good one. I'm saying yeah. we have yeah. to go visit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're looking at there, um, and then a few other cities um, mm-hmm. around the country. And the 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 other great thing about it is that in building this league, this fellowship of artists. Mm-hmm. No artist is kind of stuck in a void, right? Yeah. So you're not siloed just in your community. That's mm-hmm. right. You're able yeah. to talk about issues that are happening kind of around the country because oftentimes, like, you know, some of the challenges that are happening in neighborhoods are systematic That's right. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. present in other places. Mm-hmm. So they they have a support system of other artists who are doing the work. They can share solutions mm, and important. support communities who might not be able to have an artist come in, mm-hmm. but still um, to show them how to do this work. Right. Yeah. So it, it's a really exciting yeah. space. We've been in existence about four years. Okay. I'm their first executive director, so yeah. this is that transition. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> From like founder mm-hmm. institution, founder-led institution to executive director-led mm-hmm. institution. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, really exciting right now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's interesting work there. So as the executive director, what challenges have you faced in building this nonprofit, especially in Charlotte? Yeah. <laughs> right? oh, yeah. okay. And keeping yeah. in mind that with all of the great work that you guys are doing, you are a nonprofit organization. Right. right. So right. that is something different. Yeah, tell us about being an executive director. It's a <laughs> lot. Um, what's great is that I'm an executive director of an organization that has a mission I believe in. Okay. Oh, Yes. So step one, right? Step one, right. right, right. Find that thing that you can like pour yourself into because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna have to anyway, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it's really um, empowering to just be in this space and be a voice for something mm-hmm. you totally believe in. Yeah. So that's been amazing. Um, you know, 
fundraising always is an (laughs) issue. And I think at this moment, right, this transition for anyone who has been in this space, Mm -hmm. it's a very different animal, Mm -hmm. right? So the founder is driven by passion and love um, and as an artist by the creative process. Yes. When you kind of get into that true kind of organizational, Mm -hmm. like executive director situation, it really becomes this balance between the passion and mission Mm -hmm. as well as running a business. Absolutely. Like we frequently, I don't know why, forget to consider nonprofits as a business. This is true. So all of those Mm -hmm. things have to happen so I can feel great but then like still have to make sure that numbers add up and that revenue is coming in and that we are like doing our taxes appropriately (laughs) like all that Mm -hmm. and so I think that that's an interesting moment to be in Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also an exciting moment to be in yeah fantastic fantastic are you getting your feet firmly planted in that fundraising space (laughs) and is that something you're 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 becoming more comfortable with it's it's funny my background is in museum education okay and so the the process of asking for money is something that is familiar okay 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 um it it is a different animal Mm -hmm. at this point Mm -hmm. um because I have to ask a lot more than I did before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do think that, again, because this is something that is needed and I believe fully in, mm-hmm. that it's a genuine ask. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, I mean, realistically, when we think kind of about fundraising, um, I'm trying to operate from a space of bounty and not from scarcity. Absolutely. Mm. That's awesome to do. And so, you know, part of what we are doing is actively looking for true partners in this process. Mm -hmm. So we need to help train the artists to really do community work Mm -hmm. and also really train the artists in reporting and and record keeping. Mm -hmm. So identifying other organizations and groups of people in Charlotte and kind of around the country that are doing that work Mm -hmm. and partnering with them to Mm -hmm. do that Mm -hmm. um, is critical, Mm -hmm. right? And and so it's not competition, it's how can we work together? And Mm -hmm. it is modeling this kind of notion of community, Mm -hmm. right? So if we build a true community of people, Mm -hmm. then we can, the artists can see that and build their own true communities where they are. right? Um, and so really trying not to be, to, to work in that space and, and believing that we do not have to compete. Right. Because yeah. unfortunately, the nonprofit world or environment mm-hmm. can build that energy. It and does. so, yep. you know, we're like making nonprofits where they don't have to exist right. or, or fighting right. against each other right. when we could just be like, okay, you're doing this, I'm doing this, these dovetail, mm-hmm. you know, in an amazing way, let's do this together right. yeah. um, in service. Yes. And so I think for me that that's a really big thing and it's mm-hmm. something that is at top of mind. Yep every time I wake up and start doing this work. <laughs> Absolutely. And funders here in this community, um, over the past, you know, maybe five, set five to seven years, have been looking for more partnerships. Mm-hmm. And I know from my experience in nonprofits, there's this overwhelming majority that goes, we've got to get this dollar. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, you know what? There's three of us kind of doing the same work. We can serve so many more people and go to that funder one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is something that I think a lot of nonprofits in this community are 
are now kind of learning and a little more willing to do, you do still get the, mm, you know, mm-hmm. let me hold my piece close to me. You still get that. And I'm sure mm-hmm. as an executive director, you've run across that. But just the, the fact that you've been intentional mm-hmm. about saying if we partner, that's more service that we can offer to more people, mm-hmm. yeah. which from a sustainability perspective yes. only makes sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So and it definitely admirable. is true that there are a lot of um, nonprofits that are invested in true partnership, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, and it, it, I think it has helped that mm-hmm. before kind of entering into this, to this position, building relationships was something that was constantly important in true relationships, mm-hmm. not just like, what can I get from you? Right. <laughs> right. Like, Hey, I'm coming to your stuff. Cause your stuff is great. You mm-hmm. come to mine. That's awesome too. You know, being present and supporting the work mm-hmm. and asking questions and building kind of genuine, um, connections and relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that also is something that is, is really important when I think about being this executive director, yeah. Yeah. you know, like I'm not, you Professor like, X. You gotta put <laughs> yes. that. Yes. That is awesome. That's like the best. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh. You gotta pull this analogies. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So, um, what advice do you have for those who are executive directors or have goals to become one? I think if you want to be an executive director, the first thing you need to do is make sure you really want to be an executive mm-hmm. director. Right. Like, because it's all cute like from the outside, but it is no joke. Yeah, it, That kind of analogy of like drinking from the fire hose yeah. <laughs> is a very real thing, yeah. you know? And so I, you can, I would investigate why you want to be an executive director, Yeah, right? So is it about power? Because if it's about power, that might not be right. yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And that's cool if it's about power, like you can find like another space that allows you to, to flex, mm-hmm. right? Without having to be totally responsible exactly (laughs) right because I think one of the things that for me is is evident at least in the way that I work is that when you are leading an organization you are not always leading from the front Mm -mm. that you have to empower and allow other voices to come Mm -hmm. forward whether it is your board that you're accountable to Mm -hmm. the communities that you are working with Mm -hmm. or the folks that are in the field right because I am kind of I'm aware of the programs, but I'm not there every day. I'm mm. not in people's faces and, and hearing the feedback directly. Yeah. So I have to have faith and empower the people that are there mm-hmm. to do their job, mm-hmm. right? And to know and to inform me mm-hmm. while I'm doing this other thing, right? Mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I think that power dynamic is important yeah. and like being able to just say, okay, my job is to support. Mm-hmm. I can intervene when necessary. Right. But like, y'all got this. Right. And we have this together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing that I have truly valued is, again, relationships. Yeah. So prior to, I knew I wanted to lead an organization. Okay. I knew that I was going to stay in Charlotte. Good. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've had moments, but I was like, nah, I'm here. Right. <laughs> so, and I knew that having relationships out of, outside of Charlotte is critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So yep. wherever you are building a network of people in your field who can truly mm. support and inform you and teach you along the way mm-hmm. is incredibly important because yeah. like <laughs> I knew 
I know that I can do the job and I knew that I could do it. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. But once like stuff started happening, I was like, oh, <laughs> OK, hold up. I, I, knew that. I know. I was like, let me I'm like, wait, 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 let me like check in. And I could call someone yeah. who has led another organization yeah. for years mm -hmm. and been like, hey, OK, so what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. yeah. And people who I respect and yeah. can see that their mission and vision and practice is similar to mine. Mm -hmm. Um, but then also, like, because they were outside of where I am, mm -hmm. we could have a broader right. dialogue and I yeah. could have a bigger picture of, like, what's happening in the country. Because, mm -hmm. you know, again, the issues that are happening in different places are similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yep. So how are you? And of course, like the way you address it will be tinted or by like where you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But still, like, what are the bigger issues? Like, yep. what are your board, what's your board doing? And at least you know you're not alone. Right. And struggle. that's for real. Because, yeah. like, that that thing of, like, all right, so here's all your information. Yeah. Like, you should try this. And for real, when that moment comes, call me. Yeah. And I'm like, what moment? And I'm like, oh, that hello. moment. <laughs> I'm like, hello. I got it now. Yeah. And that's really, really mm -hmm. important. Yep. Yeah. And so I think being strategic about building relationships, not just for business, though, but like for real, for real relationships yeah. is yeah. key. Um, identifying whether you really want to be an executive director or not is something mm -hmm. that's important because and even sometimes people feel like it's that natural mm -hmm. progression of their career. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to be. That's right. Right. So that's like, right. do you really want to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I keep saying it, but like, you got to find an organization that lines up with who you are. Mm -hmm. right? Cause yeah. if you don't, you're going to be miserable. Yeah. The work is going to be yeah. miserable. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and it was a choice. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of nonprofits and organizations that mm -hmm. are out there that need leadership and people that are invested. Mm -hmm. Find the one that is right for you. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So how can folks connect with you and your organization? There are a few ways. Awesome. So we have a website. <laughs> it's www.creativeinterventionists.com for now. Okay. okay. So you can go there and you can sign up for the newsletter and see what we're doing and all that. Mm -hmm. You can email me at Janelle, J-O-N-E-L-L, -L, mm -hmm. at creativeinterventionist.com. It's a long thing to say. And they'll be in the show notes. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I'm like all that. The show notes. Um, so yeah, you can email me there. And then I'm always kind of like out and about. This so, yeah. you know, <laughs> just like say, hey, and it, like I'm totally open to like folks talking mm -hmm. cool. because I think that's also part of the work. Let's have a yeah. conversation. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So all of the contact information to get in touch and get enrolled in the creative yes. interventionists yes. will be in the show notes. So we awesome. encourage you to check it out. And you yes. don't have to be an artist. No. I'm yeah, putting that out that there. Part. Like you could be somebody's grandma yeah. who has <laughs> never painted before, but, it, you know, interested in kind of creativity and what's happening in the community. Yeah. You call, email, say hey, yeah. you know, Just or support. the artist. For real. Yeah. yeah. Our last question for you <laughs> is one that we ask everyone. <laughs> so name one of or share one of your NPOMG moments. It doesn't have to be something you know, serious or, you know, it can be funny or it can be just, you know, whatever. This oh, gosh. <laughs> um. 
Because no doubt as an ED, you have them every day. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they're all, a, a lot. I'm, I'm trying to think, like, should I do a light one or, like, a heavy what one? Comes to your, what comes to mind first? <laughs> the heavier one. Let's do it. Okay. I was trying to be all, like, like nary. But, <laughs> um, okay, so the, can, the mm. challenge that nonprofits have with technology mm. is killing me. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, and it's simply because, and this is a generalization, because I know mm -hmm. that there are nonprofits out there that are killing the game in technology. Right. right. They have like all kinds of bells, whistles, taps, mm. all of it. Um, there, nonprofits have a tradition. Mm hmm of doing things a certain way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We've been involved in a while. Yeah. You know, and then kind of resist new ways of working, mm -hmm. which include technology. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And while I totally believe and come from a background where the object mm -hmm. is important and mm -hmm. to see the object and inter interact with the object is mm -hmm. important and critical, mm -hmm. I think we have to do a better and more strategic job of engaging technologies in order to bring people in or to engage with people, mm. um, to get our messages out there in the world. Okay. Um, and if we, if your nonprofit is, an, is a creative nonprofit, I'm speaking specifically about creative nonprofits, right? Okay. right? Okay. So if your creative-based nonprofit is about affecting people and encouraging them to think differently, mm -hmm. you cannot just rely on somebody showing up. Right. Because it's true. not going to happen all right. the time. Right. We have conversations here in Charlotte about how certain groups of people are not popping up or coming to events mm -hmm. or, or giving or engaging. Right? I think... Oh my God, like we can use technologies in a way that would engage people, encourage them to give money, encourage mm -hmm. them to tell stories mm. without wrecking the notion of what we are. Right. Yes. right? Okay. Yes. okay. Like you can do both. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, and so I just wish that more organizations would, would think about that. Mm -hmm. um, I know that we are thinking about that. Okay. We have a website, it's a little little um it will be reconstructed <laughs> okay. okay in the near future but really thinking about if we're talking to a national audience how are we using that yeah to teach people to recruit people mm. to encourage people to give to empower people in their location mm -hmm. like we can't get to like you in anchorage alaska maybe mm -hmm. but what can we provide you with digitally right. to have you be a part of this process okay Right. Are you seeing some pushback in the creative community about even using that type of technology to broaden? No, awareness? creatives are ready. It's the organizations okay. that the are just like, nope. <laughs> right, so they're like, we could do this. They're like, no, no, we don't do it that way. Right. And it's like, but we can. Yeah. Right? So just I think. a little more open about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Let's get okay. past that. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Yes. It's such a pleasure. So, thank you so, so nice. much. This was so much fun. Yeah. So again, I am Melody. And I am Shannon. And you are listening to the NPOMG podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review. Um, connect with us on social media at NPOMG podcast. Till next time.
Bye.